Right, so something that we've started to do in the office once a month is we have a random pause in everything that we're doing. We turn away from our computers and we record a little bit of content. And then we cross our fingers and we hope that my answers are good enough for us to use on social media for the Thai 55 social account. So um, this is what we're going to do. Um, I have no idea what the questions are going to be, um, but Darcy and Kendall, mostly Darcy, sometimes Kendall likes to throw a couple of questions in as well, are going to ask questions about some of the stuff that we've been up to, probably, maybe, uh, mystery, it is a mystery, um, and I'm just going to do my best to answer those questions. As a little side note, this type of content definitely does work better than coming up with a list of things to talk about. I find it more useful to not know and then just go with whatever comes. And then you can't overthink it. So, Darcy, what have you got for me? What is the first question? So, to start it off, what are your thoughts on AI slash chat GPT? Okay, diving straight in there. Um, thoughts, on, thought, right, thoughts on AI slash chat GPT. First of all, I did a video about this on YouTube. Um, I talked a little bit about ChatGPT, what it is, and gave a kind of common sense translation of some of the things that are out there um, that you might hear about. And I'm sure that by the time you're listening or watching this, you probably will be aware of ChatGPT. It is definitely snowballing. So, providing that I'm going to assume that you do know what it is, um, here's what I think. Uh, I do think that we tend to get excited about this sort of iRobot mentality that you know every time there's a new AI thing that it's going to turn into some kind of like doomsday story um, don't get me wrong this is a big advancement in technology and I think it will change a lot but no more or less than the calculator did when it came out or a cheese grater or a tractor you know these things happen all the time and they change things um, most of the time they speed things up it's very difficult to fight it it's not going anywhere um, nobody's opinion is going to stop AI from advancing in this way. And so we have to learn to adapt. I always think it's useful to kind of steer towards human genius um, rather than machine replacement. I don't think as a case of replacing anything. I think it's a, a case of enhancing um, all AI, including Jack, Jack, including Jack, Jack, including chat GPT, um, all AI, including chat GPT. Um, these are tools, and we are the ones that will um, use those tools, and so we have to apply our human genius to those tools, not water down our genius because of these tools. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to go with today. If you want to know more about what I think, and in particular how it's going to affect schools, students, teachers, things that parents and teachers should know, I did do a video on that on my YouTube channel if you want to check that out. I think um, the day that a uh, robot, essentially a piece of AI, can um, steer a business uh, forwards in the sense that it knows what the business needs to do, knows how it needs to do it, knows who it needs to do it, and when it needs to do it. Until that happens, there's always going to be a need for a human to be responsible for the business-based result. 
and something that we talk about a lot, business-based results. You two just look at each other. That means I'm on the right track. Yes! Um, it's like I, I look at their faces as I'm answering, just try and get clues if I'm on the right track, or waffling. Sometimes I do go on big tangents. Um, and these guys are far too polite to tell me. So, look, we always say business-based results, right? So we sit down with the business owner. We decide this is what we want to achieve. This is what it looks like over the next 90 days. We then build a strategy to work towards that. That's the business-based result. We then come down and use all the tools at our, disposable, at our disposal to help us to achieve that. AI just falls into that category of one of the tools now. If we feel like it's appropriate, we will. Um, but more often than not, we will always side with the um, imagination, the vision um, that a human mind brings, a human mind that understands, a human mind that can relate and be empathetic and emotional towards the transformation that's taking place in any kind of business when they have a goal. They're in position A, they want to get to position B. That's a transformation. And a machine might be able to be very uh, useful in a practical sense to, to cookie cut a lot of things, make things a lot easier. Um, but without that direction and without the programming, essentially, um, it means nothing. So yeah, for us, you buy us. You don't buy the technology that our fingers can use. You buy the brains in our heads, um, first and foremost. So when you work with Tide 55, that's what, that's, that's what you're getting. You're getting the team here, the team of geniuses and me. Good question. Um, what is business-minded marketing? I guess the easy way to answer this is what, what isn't um, business-minded marketing? What isn't business-minded marketing is marketing that focuses on metrics that aren't important to the company's um, longevity. Things like impressions or views, followers to a certain extent, these are all metrics which are um, dislodged from what a, a business-based result really is. Businesses, it's very simple. They have to earn money, so they have to make sales. And marketing is what makes sales easier. So business-minded marketing is marketing that helps to fill the pipeline of the sales process. Now, that could be leads through lead generation. Sign up here if you're interested. Somebody then gets hold of them. Could be an automated email process. Or it could be that somebody goes straight to a website and buys something. Could also be brand awareness, bringing people to the front door, coming into the shop and buying something there and then. There's many ways that it could happen, but all of these things are business-minded marketing uh, plays because they all point towards what that business needs, which is revenue and market share, and it needs to look after its customers. And so all of the things that we do are about that. Like we would never, um, and I think you should be wary, I think you should be very careful of marketers or marketing agencies that try and sell you on numeric impact of how many people are gonna see something or how many uh, followers or how many likes because these are all empty promises. They, they don't mean anything. I'd rather have one person on the inside as a customer than a million people on the outside that are vaguely interested. I'll always take that customer day in, day out because that customer, that customer can then tell other people what it was like to be a customer. And if they tell one person, that one person could tell two people, that two could tell three. And then before you know it, you have a business that's growing exponentially. So business-minded marketing has to always, always point towards the objectives 
of revenue, retention, and essentially making a business healthy. Yeah, definitely um, different platforms suit different businesses, different industries, different business models. I think there are two kind of main, well, there's, there's, there's three, there's 2.5 actually. 2.5 things to consider here. Number one is that some social media platforms are about identity and presence and who you follow. Um, others are more about interest and topics and themes and subjects. So if you take TikTok, for example, it's very interest focused. So if you're a business that has no followers and you go on TikTok and you start making content about your, your topic that you, that you sell, the products that you sell, the service that you have, and it's all interest-based stuff, you can get found and followed and interacted with pretty quickly. You can get a lot of views on your, on your content because you're taking part in that conversation about that topic. Whereas if you take Instagram, although there are interest searches and you can follow hashtags, you probably won't get seen unless you're being followed. So then you rely on your customers to follow you, you rely on competitions, you rely on collaborations to try and build that follower so you have that captive audience that way. So certain business models will, will suit one or the other. Then the point five, you're probably thinking, what's the, that's the two, what's the point five? The point five is how you then use the paid platforms to hack into those. So there wouldn't, wouldn't really be a lot of point in looking at TikTok as a way of running ads to get more TikTok followers. You would just go straight for the kill, straight for the jugular, and get people clicking on the link to go straight to your site to buy something or sign up for something. You would use that interest, you would piggyback on that, that traffic and that platform to achieve the end result. Whereas on Instagram, maybe you might do a bit of a slower play where you might do some content marketing to engage with people and say, look, we're going to be sticking around for a while. Come and follow us if you like our content. Same with YouTube as subscribers, if you think about it that way too. If they subscribe to your channel, then they're going to see your updates. Whereas if they're going on and they're scrolling through their feed, they're going to see interest content. So there's um, a lot to consider there. I think a lot of people that are listening and are our target market, that would have gone way over your head. And that's okay. You know, because it's not actually, that, that's quite a complex answer. It's not actually complicated. The simple matter is you've got to be in it to win it. You've got to make an effort. You've got to get your content out there because that helps drive attention. And attention turns to traffic and traffic turns to conversions if you do a good job of that. And that's essentially what you get. You get revenue from your marketing efforts. But those people that are listening that maybe have been dabbling in social media for a while, just bear in mind, like, are you making plays on interest or are you making plays on community and following? Because when you think about it, you might be wasting energy in certain areas where you could be doubling down on others. Because it's not compulsory to, to do that. Um, you can rely solely on organic. So it's more of a choice. And I think that businesses then choose with their budget what they want to spend their marketing budget on. You know, we always uh, describe our services as task-based um, projects and ad spend. Two different things that a client essentially would pay for. They pay us money to do the task, which they would have had to do themselves or not do at all. You know, in the same way as you pay an accountant uh, to do your accounts, so you might pay your bookkeeper or you might 
pay your cleaner, you, know, you, you pay them to do a job that you would have to do yourself or not do at all, then there's the ad spend. So the reason why that would be like an extra point really is because you don't have to do that. But if you do and you do it well, it will most likely really speed things up for you. Um, but a lot of people do it for the sake of it, um, especially when they're a smaller company or a, a kind of people that make a lot of content that then just boost posts. You might see people like talking about boosting posts, for example, on Facebook and Instagram, just because it, they feel like if they do that, they might have more success. They might, they might be wasting money, you know, a lot of money by doing that. So it is an option, and I think it's more of a specialist approach. So, yeah, it just has a slightly different edge to it. Thanks. You thought I was just make it. Oh, I don't want to say three, so I say two and a half. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I think there's gonna be so much to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm more. There's more to to me that meets the eye, you know. Yeah. Uh, so talking about companies' current marketing efforts, what can you share about the Tide Well, um, one thing that can really help to engage people at the front end that's a little bit more exciting, a bit more fun, a bit different than just like fill in the form to jump on a Zoom call, which seems to be what everyone likes to say. Um, we can jump on a call, you know, like ultimately, yes, you want to have a meeting with somebody, but wouldn't it be great to for both parties to have a little bit of an in-between where I can get to know what you've got a little bit by taking part in a quiz and you can have a little bit from me, which is some information that you might be able to use. So the quiz that we have, it basically outlines where someone is in terms of their digital marketing. There's four levels. Level one is rookie. Level two is rising star. Level three is front runner. And level four is industry leader. Now we want to try and move everybody up to industry leader. That's kind of where we'd all like to be. Uh, but often to grow a business, it depends on your, your revenue, right? And one of the things that helps drive revenue, especially with new customers, new market share, is marketing. So we play an integral part in helping people to transition between those levels upwards. So the quiz basically lets someone uh, realize, and it teaches someone, helps them to understand what level they are. And it gives them some tips on how they could get to that next level. Now, of course, if they want to get to that next level and they don't want to waste any time or money figuring it out themselves they pay us to do it and that's where the exchange comes in but if anyone is is listening to this and is like you know, thinking about implementing something similar you also have to bear in mind that what you then do with that information is very important as well it's almost like if you were um you were in a club and you you see someone you like you walked up walked up to them and asked them for their number that's great but what you do with that number is quite important so like what you say when you say it how you say it and I like that because I think marketing and advertising is quite similar to like romance in the sense that you have to put a lot of effort in, you have to show reciprocity, you have to show that you care, you can't just propose to someone on your first date. Well, you can, if you have, then all credit to you, but most of the time that doesn't, that's not a good idea. And the success rate is very low. And so that's why we have to work on those things. And by having that little bit of give and take, rather than just jumping on a Zoom call, can cut through a little bit more and it can give more of a interested lead as a result. So our quiz has been out now for just over a week, I think, it hasn't been out for very long. We've started to t like tinker with some ads as well to drive traffic to that page. Um, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, 
That sounds quite interesting. It's www.tide55.com forward slash quiz. Go and fill it out yourself. It takes like 20 seconds and then watch the customer service that you get back as we get in contact with you and give you lots of tips that you can use for free to help yourself. And then obviously the idea isn't to jump on a call, but if someone fills that out and then thinks, oh, I'm interested and does want to get on a call, what could they expect from that call? They, they can expect. So somebody is interested um, in finding out how we can help their business can expect a 20 to 30 minute strategic meeting where we ask some very um, important questions about their business. They tell us the answers and then we use those answers to very quickly find out what the best digital marketing strategies would be for them, but most importantly, which one they should do first. We then put that together um, and propose what might happen if they were to do that and have us help them for 90 days. That forms a 90-day impact plan. We then hand that over to the, the client, potential client, and say, here's what we think you should do. Let us know if you want us to do that for you, because we would be delighted to, providing that we would want to, providing that we knew we could. So that's commonly what would happen. Um, that's a successful outcome. Um, mind you, all outcomes are successful, but an outcome that didn't, necessarily end in us taking that client on as a uh, that person on as a client it might be that you know you got some things going for you here's a little bit that might help we're probably not a great fit in terms of like agency client relationship for whatever reason can be many many reasons but we might politely pol sorry politely decline but give some advice on what we think they could do we might point them in the right direction I guess what I'm saying is that nothing ventured, nothing gained. People should understand that coming to speak to us is actually a very helpful thing to do and something that we're not going to be able to promise forever, you know, because our time is precious and we're not going to be able to offer free consultations, 20, 30 minute consultation meetings with people to talk about their marketing. We're just not going to be able to do that soon. But right now we can. And so, yeah, you can either contact us directly uh, through our website, tide55.com, or maybe you want to romance the girl a little bit first tie55.com forward slash quiz for some free stuff and to see where you're at in terms of your business and where it ranks that's pretty good isn't it sort of tangent into a little advert and so my last thing was are there any standout from the past month well do you know what January's been because it has been January, if you're watching or listening to this later on in the year. Um, it's been very wild, I think. Um, definitely this like eye of the storm situation in the first week of January where you're like, oh, it's very peaceful. This is nice. Nice start to the year. And then, you know, if you know anything about hurricanes, tornadoes, storms, when you're in the middle of it, you don't hear a thing. It's silent. And then all of a sudden you're out the eye of the storm and you're in the storm and you're swirling around. And it has felt a little bit like that. So we've had what I would call proven, consistent success throughout January. We've just got on with the things that we do. We have just been solid in our actions. We've stayed focused on the things that we need to do. We have managed to bring in a new client, which is really exciting. Uh, we could talk about that perhaps next time um, and we can share what we've done. Um, but we're also looking to expand our team and we could talk a little bit about that next time too. So January really...
I thought about this the other day. I haven't got anything specific that I want to share right now. All I want to say is that the year, I think, starts in February because January is like this big like hangover from like Christmas. Everyone's like still trying to catch their own tail. And for us, we're just there to support and prop people up and, and you know, hold, we're holding a lot of things up at the moment because that's kind of one of our roles really when we work with clients is we're part of their team, they depend on us. Um, but from Feb, it's like people close that chapter and they feel more settled and they feel like they're more in control. And so I think at that point, we'll start to really understand what 2023 looks and feels like, I guess, well, once the storm settles. So yeah, very exciting start to the year, but very wild. Haven't got anything specific to share, unless you guys have got anything that you can think of. But from the top of my head, I just think we've done a really good job doing a good job. And shouldn't underestimate how hard that is. It's easy to slip up when you've just got to do the right things and the normal things. Consistency is very underrated, and I feel we're very consistent in what we do. Um, and that's largely down to you two. I would say like you two are responsible for 98% of the consistency. The 2% is just like what I do. Like not, you guys are very, very solid, very consistent, and make everything tick. So I think you've done great. Thank you for a great month. Still got a day. Cool. Happy? Great. Well, I think that's probably podcast worthy. So I'm just going to wrap it up now. I'm going to say thank you for watching. I'm not sure this will make the air, but this definitely will on the podcast. If you are listening and if you enjoyed this episode and you have questions, then please do ask them. Um, you can email me, tommy at tommygentleman.com, or you can email, uh, sorry, you can message me on Instagram at Tommy Gentleman. Or if you want to follow the Tide 55 account, it's at Tide, T-I-D-E dot five five. That's T-I-D-E dot five five. And lastly, if you are a business owner and you've watched or listened this far, I think you can go and do the quiz, right? So go to www.tide55.com forward slash quiz and find out where your business ranks in terms of your digital marketing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the questions, girls. See you again next month.